renunciation. Ramana Maharshi was an Indian sage or teacher. He died in 1950, I think, about 14 or so, and had a sort of death experience in which he went beyond the dualistic mind and no longer identified himself with the body. Experienced what we might call unitive consciousness or whatever you want to call it. In itself, it wasn't that was so unusual. What was unusual was that he stayed in that state for the rest of his life. Of course, it rather changed his career prospects. Shortly after he had this experience, he stole a few pennies from his mother's purse and got on a train and went to a temple in Tamil Nadu, came to this famous shrine and sat in the temple and meditated. He went into a very long period of time. He was silent for about 10 years. Eventually, after some years, I think 10 years or more, he began to, to speak and answer people's questions. Clearly integrated this overwhelming experience and emerged into this blissful state in which he was perfectly in touch with the world around him at the same time. Then around him there grew an ashram. He became a very famous ashram. And people from all over the world came to sit with him. He didn't set up an organization, but he kept an eye on the ashram. If he saw that guests were not being looked after, he would be, express concern for them and so on. So he was you know, fully present and normal in that way, but he wasn't involved in the business of it in any way. Now it's run by Brahmins. Ramana just basically had a very simple routine. He didn't travel. So don't trust spiritual teachers who travel too much. They asked him once, Swamiji, why don't you travel and bring this beautiful peace that you have to the world? The world is in such a terrible state and you could travel and bring it to people. And he looked at them and smiled and he said, how do you know that I don't? (laughs) (laughs) But he had his routine and he would sit for hours every day in a meditative state People would ask him questions. Sometimes he would just look at them and smile. And sometimes he did answer the questions. But his teaching was very simple. Find yourself. Be yourself. This is an illustration of the teaching of Jesus that we are exploring. This is what Ramana says. The ego is really a ghost with no form of its own but feeding on any form it holds. Just think about that. Your ego is a bit of a ghost, and it feeds on whatever form or situation or set of circumstances it may find itself in. It will use any situation. That's why the ego can get into anything, any relationship, to any good work that you're doing. The ego will be like a hungry ghost feeding on whatever circumstances it finds itself in. And the ego, he says, is really a ghost with no form of its own, but feeding on any form it holds, which, when sought for, takes flight. So when you try to find the ego, it just disappears, dissipates. Since with the rise of the ego, all else rises, and with its subsidence, all else subsides, to destroy the ego 
through self-inquiry is alone true renunciation. So it's the ego that gives rise to the appearances of things that we take to be real. Think how many times we've made mistakes, misjudging people, misjudging situations, misjudging ourselves. So with the ego, all of this arises, but when the ego subsides and eventually just disappears like a puff of smoke, then all of this false reality, the construction of the false self, all of the misjudgments, the misinterpretations, the misreadings that give rise to conflict and anger and lust and all this false world disappears as well, along with the ego. And it's this which is the real meaning of renunciation. This is what we renounce. We don't renounce the good things in life. What we actually renounce are the false things. But we cannot know the good things if we are attached to the false things. So we have to renounce the false things and the whole ego game that keeps them going in order to discover what is the true value, what is my true self, who I really am. And in that, we see the world as it really is. We should surrender, he says, the personal selfishness which binds us to the world. That's what we should surrender. The personal egocentric selfishness which binds us to this false world. Giving up the false self is renunciation. And saying the mantra is simply, and the key word is simply, a way in which we can start to put that renunciation into practice at the center of ourselves. And if we keep it going, it will become the center of our lives. Thank you.